One of our aims at Bethlehem College and Seminary is to teach you, has been to teach you, to read the Bible and the world and yourself with such illuminating skill that you will see clearly why you should not boast in that illuminating skill. Or in those you think have most of it. The Corinthian Christians could not read that way yet. They read like children, Paul said. You are children. When they read Paul, read Apollos, and read Cephas, they hadn't learned to read with such illuminating skill that the glories in the messages didn't keep them from glorying in the messenger. They hadn't learned to read very well. So they were breaking up into admiration societies. I am of Paul. I am of Cephas. I am of Apollos. Quite against Paul's instruction, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. Let no one boast in men. So for those of you who are graduating, let me make one last attempt to spare you this childish way of reading the Bible or yourself or the world. May God grant you henceforth to read your Bibles and to read the world and to read yourself with such illuminating skill that you are not able to boast in the skill or in those who you think have most of it, or have most of any ability, but in the Lord. So to that end, I want to give you one breathtaking argument that Paul uses to exclude such boasting. And the argument is very brief, the way a lightning bolt is brief. And the argument goes like this, 1 Corinthians 3.21, let no one boast in men because all things are yours. That's the argument. Let none of you boast in men. Why? Because all things are yours. All things are yours, therefore, don't boast in men. That's the argument. It's a lightning bolt. When a sense of insecurity in your abilities, and in your job, and in your ministry, in your theology, tempts you to attach yourself to someone with more esteemed, more gifted, more secure. Don't do it. You don't need to do it because all things are yours. When a sense of 
out-of-the-way insignificance in the world of social media and publishing and growing churches and conference speaking and metro urban cultural emphases tempts you to attach yourself to some group or some person more prominent, more shrewd, more published, more successful, more admired, don't do it. You don't need to because all things are yours. When craving for kudos that come with being in the know about the latest prominent music group or athletic team or movie or pastor or theologian or book or mobile app or political guru tempts you to attach yourself to them, don't do it. You don't need to because all things are yours. When the craving for second-handed significance and worth and power and authority tempt you to grasp for it vicariously boasting in another, don't do it. You don't need to because all things are yours. As you graduate from Bethlehem College and Seminary, all things are yours. This is the brightest bolt of lightning that can strike in the darkness of your life, whether now or till you're dead. However, Paul knows that when lightning strikes, as it did in the first part of 1 Corinthians 3.21, our tendency is to do this. To shield ourselves from the excessive brightness and thus miss its full, whole effect to free us from insecurity and free us from fear and free us from worry and free us from grasping pride. We miss it because we can't bear to look at the brightness of the bolt of lightning that just struck into our lives with almost unbelievable truth. And therefore, Paul pulled out his hyper, super fast camera called Revelation and Inspiration, and he shot a movie of that lightning bolt. And it went by so fast, all he got was eight frames. And those frames are Paul is yours, Apollos is yours, Cephas is yours, the world is yours, life is yours, death is yours, the present is yours, and the future is yours. And it has been our aim in this school, these years we've been together, to help you 
examine such photography with a view to having such illuminating skill that you will never need, having seen it, to boast in men ever again. So, I want to look at each of those eight frames briefly and see if you see what I see when you set your eye to study eight super high-powered, fast, revelatory-inspired frames of this lightning bolt called, All Things Are Yours. Paul is yours. Corinthians, your father in the faith, the one who betrothed you to Christ, who suffers countless beatings for you, the most prominent apostle outside Israel, the one who was caught up into paradise, the writer of Scripture. You are not his, he is yours. He is yours. You don't need to scrape for a few minutes of his attention. Every minute of his life, now and forever, everything he ever did, everything he ever said, everything he says serves your greatest joy. He's yours. You don't need to boast in man. Apollos is yours. All his Alexandrian eloquence, all his rhetorical brilliance, all his intellectual powers, all his newly refined theology, all his edgy demeanor that pushes the envelope of outside the established apostolate. It's all yours. He's yours. You're not his. You don't need to follow him around and get some vicarious praise for his gifts. Everything he is, everything he has, is all turned by God to your advantage now, forever. Whether you're on the inner ring with him or he's never heard of you, he's yours. You don't need to boast in man. Cephas is yours. The original, the original one, the real deal apostle, the one whose words go all the way back to Jesus on the earth. He heard him, he saw, he saw him, he touched him, he smelled him, he confronted him, he defended him, he denied him. The rock, the pillar, you are his, he is yours. He is yours way more than you are His. Everything He was, everything He is, everything He will be, everything He says, everything He does, woven into the tapestry of your life that God is weaving with perfect skill to make you glorious and beautiful and complete. The world is yours. Now in this frame, Paul caught the whole bolt from top to bottom. The world is yours. The world, with all of its negative connotations in these three chapters, God made foolish the wisdom of the world. The world did not know God from wisdom. 
We did not receive the spirit of the world. That's yours. The world, God-created, God-owned, God-ruled, natural, sinful, broken, painful, beautiful, horrible, hopeful world is yours. Not a part of it, all of it. Not a few of its events, all of its events are yours. From the most beneficial beauties to the most malignant cancers, they're yours. Everything in it, everything that happens on it is working together for your greatest and longest good. The world is yours. Life is yours. Every breath you take, every beat of your heart, every chemical transaction in your body, every day you face, every night you sleep, every moment or movement you make, every word Every deed, every relationship, every accomplishment, every plan, failed or successful, every emotion that rises, every thought that passes, every book you read, every line you tweet, every text you send, every conversation, every gift given, every sin committed, all of it is yours. All of life is yours. You don't belong to it, it belongs to you. You're not attached to life. Life is attached to you. Life follows you. Life, all of it, serves you. Death is yours. Oh, death, where is your sting? It's on Golgotha's empty cross. That's where it is. Death, where is your victory? It's in the empty grave outside Jerusalem. That's where death's victory is. Well then, death, who are you? I am your servant. I serve you in this life by awakening wisdom, fear, seriousness, earnestness. I will serve you in your dying by taking you home to Jesus. And I will serve you from the lake of fire where I will be thrown forever and ever by reminding you of what you have been spared. I am yours. I am your servant. The present is yours. All things don't serve you beginning some future moment. Now. This is all true. Now. All things do not begin to serve you. They are serving you at every moment of your life. Every moment is your servant. Every moment is a stroke of the divine brush on the canvas of the final masterpiece called you. Every moment, sad moments, happy moments, fearful moments, bold moments, lonely moments, grieving moments, the ecstatic moments, the sleeping moments, the waking moments, all the moments are yours. The present, the present, all of it, 
at every present is yours. You're not a slave of time. You're not a slave of chance. You're not a slave of sequence. You own them. They are yours. They serve you. They are God's emissaries to bring you to glory and make you glorious. Last frame. The future is yours. Nothing will come to pass in the future. Ten minutes out. Don't need to worry about your hat. Don't need to worry about your hood, whether it hangs right when you come up here. Whether you remember to shake my hand. You can just relax. The future's yours. Ten minutes out. Ten years out. Ten decades out. Ten centuries out. Ten millennia out. Ten ages of millennia out. It's all yours. You will shine like the sun in the kingdom of your father. You will be kings and priests. You will judge angels. You will have bodies like the risen Jesus. You will be over two cities, and you five, and you ten, and me, Barnesville, Georgia. <laughs> Maybe. You will be a pillar in the temple of your God. God will be your God, and He will walk with you as your friend. You will sit with Jesus on His throne. You will never sin again. You will have immeasurable pleasures forevermore, and you will be the fullness of Him who fills all in all. The future is yours. Therefore, therefore, don't boast in mere man. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. How can this be? You are Christ's, and Christ is God's. You belong to Christ like a hand belongs to a body. You belong to Christ like a bride belongs to a husband. You belong to Christ like a subject belongs to a king. You belong to Christ like a brother belongs to a family with a brother. How do you know you are Christ? How do you know you are Christ's? I want everybody to get really serious because this is true because we belong to Christ. Do you? How would you know if you do? Romans 8, 9. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ is not His. If you have the Spirit, you're His. So I ask you, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law 
or by hearing with faith? Yes, by hearing with faith. God came to you. He came to you in a word spoken by who knows, you know. He came to you. And in the word, God came with power and awakened you from the indifferent dead. And in awakening you to Him, you received Him and the Spirit by Him. And He is in you, and therefore you are His. And if you are His, you are a child of God. And if you are a child of God, you are an heir, an heir of God. How can this be that all things are ours? Because you are Christ's. And how can it be that being Christ's causes all things to be yours? Because Christ is God's. Christ is God's Son. Christ is God's Word. Christ is God's image. Christ is God's beloved. Christ is God's radiance. Christ is God's essence. Christ is God's heir. All that God the Father is, or does, or can do for one like Himself, He has done for Christ. And since you are in Christ, you belong to Christ, all that God is, or can do for one who is His creature, He has done in Christ, and is doing, and will do for you. He cannot do more for you than He has done, is doing, and will do. Nothing is left out because you are Christ's. Christ is God's. Therefore, graduates of Bethlehem College and Seminary do not boast in men. Be done with worry. Be done with feelings of insecurity. Be done with fears of insignificance. Be done with craving for secondhand importance. Do your work. Do your work with deep, solid, unshakable confidence and peace that no matter what this world gives you, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, it's all yours, all of it, your servant. Therefore, and I'll say it to all of you, don't boast in man. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours if you are Christ's, because Christ is God's. Father, I ask now that this would be our experience.
by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus.